We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast, the 48th episode. I am Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, are you safe from the weather? Yeah, I'm safe right now. Look, it's crazy because the we're about to go through Hurricane Barry or Tropical Storm Barry. Is gonna, if it or Hurricane Barry, whatever the heck. Yeah, it's going to become a Category 1, but the thing is... It's supposed to, the eye's supposed to go over Lafayette, but what that entails is a lot of wind and rain. But you, being on the east side, are supposed to get more rain than us. It said that you're about to get like 25 inches of rain, where we might get like 15 to 16. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to flood. Uh, I'm not too worried about it being on the fourth floor. I would just... Rather have power this weekend. Than, yeah, that's the than thing. be sitting in. I'll be doing a lot of reading. Yeah, uh, I, that's the thing. If power goes out, I have a crate full of comic books that I have not read yet, and I am excited to read them. So, look, people out there listening, if you're not from Louisiana, then just keep us in your prayers. Pray for us to maintain power, because that's the one thing. Like, if we maintain power, it's, it's gonna be all good. Because, like, not trying to lose all my food and stuff. Me and, me and my GF got a uh, ice chest waiting, ready to go. But for those yeah. that are in Louisiana, stay safe. And why not listen to this pod because you're in a hurricane? But we're not going to try to date this pod by letting people know that, like, you know, hurricane. Because we still got good stuff to talk about on the docket today, Shuby. Young Justice is back, baby! Yeah, Wait. Young Justice is back. And I spent yesterday binging it. But uh, if I if I get the power this weekend, then I'll get to spend the whole weekend binging the rest of Stranger Things so that I can get everyone off my back about trying <laughs> to tell me what's going on in Stranger Things or tell me their thoughts on Stranger Things. It has been a week now, so now <laughs> I can you know be like, okay, well, now I understand. But you cannot expect someone to just drop everything and watch eight to ten <laughs> hours of a, of a season. Like, that's the thing. You can come out and be like, oh, well, Adam, you know, you guys were saying you were spoiling Game of Thrones. I'm like, well, that's one episode a week. <laughs> Same with Doom Patrol and Titans when it was the case. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's one episode. That's, you know, 40 minutes. I can't so watch all me, these hours of Stranger Things. So you're telling me the fans, people in your life, because you're the movie pod guy, have been... Schubert, what's your thoughts on Stranger Things and trying to spoil it for you, but you're like, I'm not or done like, with it yet. Or like, could you believe when this happened? And I'm like, no, I couldn't because I didn't know it happened. <laughs> you sound a little salty over there, brother. Well, yeah, man, I don't want to, I'm trying to, you know, pace my way through it because it's really the only thing that's coming out until the boys. Yeah, true. And so I have to make it through July. Well, I mean, shoot, you know you got Naruto, Shippuden. Yeah, I had to take a break. You can get back on it and tell the boys. Actually, the one I did watch another anime show this week that I burned through a season of uh, the the Code Geass one, but that's ooh, what's yeah, your it thought? Was, it's interesting. I like the world building of it. It's pretty much like a I would cons- if I were to market it to someone, I'd be like, imagine Game of Thrones meets futuristic uh, anime. 
Yo, that's a good because all the politics and stuff. I yeah, really, I and the really royalties. Like, yep, I really love uh, uh, Code Geass. If you like the the way that it's how he controls the Geass and how it's different from like My Hero and Naruto, you should check out Death Note because Death Note's pretty similar. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, Young Justice is back. Should we say something about it real quick before we go through into this because we. I don't know if we'll have another chance to talk about it for a while. Are we going to try and do... Do you want to talk about it at the end, and we can try and do it... Yeah, I thought we were going to review it at the end, just, like, straight up like we used to, and then try to review it every... Because, see, the, the, the release schedule's weird. The next episode comes out on the 16th, which is a Tuesday, so we could review it next week's episode, and then the one after that comes out on the 23rd, so they're releasing on the, in the summer every Tuesday. So it okay. kind of works out for us. So yeah, we can yeah. be reviewing Young Justice for the peeps again. Because is it coming actually, out in clusters or is it going out one at a time? One at a time. Oh my god. Yeah, bro. They're fit because they gave us four <laughs> to start off the seat. Yep. There's not. They're not releasing any clusters for the remainder until episode 24, 25, and twenty six. They finish off the season with a cluster of three. They're like, we need to get you guys back on the track of watching. Yeah, until until, until Titan we get season to two. yeah Titan season two and um what is it Star Girl we still have coming and no uh, Star Girl's got pushed back to next year yeah but we still have Harley got, Quinn coming yeah we have Harley Quinn coming that's All what right. they're trying to hold tight till and then hush the movie on DC uh, streaming so they have some All stuff right. to look forward to but Schubert, whenever you're ready brother we can uh, get uh, unless you wanted to say anything else about stream like do you have a rule that like that's like you know. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. I was like, my final thing on this whole streaming thing is just wait a week at least for someone to at least or – or I mean when you're addressing someone, the first thing you should say is, hey, how many episodes have you gotten in, you know? Yeah, so so for example, if Disney Plus drops The Mandalorian like all in, like all in one, you're saying we got to give people a week to be like, yo. Like if The Mandalorian drops on a Monday – you're not gonna. You don't want to talk about it until that. Not that week's episode, but the following weeks. Yeah, I mean, like at least give it a week. I could almost think you could have given people for Stranger Things a little bit more time because it came out on Fourth of July. Like, yeah, that's um, true. But so, see, some people didn't go out. Some people just stayed in. And or they. Or you know, you could start it. I think you know. I think I started it on Friday, and I mean, I'm only halfway through. So how's the season? Just real quick, what you think of the season so far? Oh, it's cool, man. I still think that the strongest Stranger Things season, and I guess it may be an unpopular opinion, but I think the second season was the strongest season. Ooh, because I see, I've seen people say the strongest seasons are still are one in this one, like season yeah. one in this one, and I, I saw people say they didn't like season two, but you have the hot take of saying season two you think is the strongest season. Yeah, I just thought that season two just hit a lot of beats really well, and it, they're still. I think the age that they were at at that time was also. The best one. The I mean, I think I would say that because they're a little bit older in this one, it makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. See, uh, and wait till you finish it. What if you finish it? You might have a different perspective. I'm sure I will. So yeah, but uh, we're glad to hear your thoughts on Stranger Things because you know yeah. I don't watch it and we're not really reviewing it for the show, and that's a miss of big content. But when you finish, I'm sure uh, you will get your review of it for people. The fans of Bros Who Binge who want to know what we think of Stranger Things. But, Shuby, without further ado, whenever you're ready to start, my brother, let's get going. All right, Lyndon, I'm ready. Let's go. So the first story, uh, 
I had a different story at first, but Lyndon was like, you have to put this story up first. It's the biggest news. Yes. And, you're and, tripping. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, he wanted to talk about a toy instead of this. That he clowning. No, I always want to talk about Star Wars first if I have a Star Wars topic to talk about. But this is the biggest story of the week. Uh, but yeah, I guess, well, the thing is, is I don't really consider this like that huge a story because I've known it's been coming. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, like we all knew this was happening. So I guess they are, it's officially announced now that Warner Media is going to have its first direct-to-consumer streaming service known as HBO Max. Ooh, okay, uh, so, okay. So it's going to be the competitor to Netflix and all of the, the streaming services, Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's going to include Warner Brother, Warner Brothers... New Line Cinemas, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Big. Rooster Teeth, Looney Tunes, and more. In addition, there will be a massive slate of original content, including the previously announced Gremlins animated series and Dune, The Sisterhood. Plus, in a move that's sure to deal blow to Netflix, HBO Max will now also be the exclusive home to the streaming rights of four friends. And it's going to yeah. be out in the spring of next year. This does not affect the DC streaming service. I'm assuming that the DC entertainment stuff that's going to be on HBO Max is going to be like the movies. I'm sure like Titans will probably be on there too, but I'm thinking they're keeping DC Universe more for the comics and to have like all the back catalog, if I had to guess. Yeah, I would guess that's the same. Because I mean, with DC entertainment you could just put on like your major movies in live and, action series and like yeah. major live action series yeah I, I could say i could see them putting some of the animated series on there like some of the the major ones like let's say like a see i, I think know. batman the animated I, yeah. series stays on dc universe i think it's like that's think, what i was about to say i was like oh, i don't know about that like because i was about to say justice league no see i think i think justice all league the live and... action movies that are, like, new. Like, I don't even think Christopher Reeves. I think all the live-action movies that are, like, The Dark Knight, uh, Man of Steel, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, all the new stuff that's coming on this service. Titans, uh, all the CW shows, uh, Smallville, all that, mm. th all that back catalog live-action television show on this service. And I think the DC Universe service is, is still going to have their live-action shows, which will probably be on both, but I think DC Universe is going to have the animated... All, that's going to be the home for the animated stuff. N more Young Justice, new series, more Harley Quinn, that type of stuff. But yeah. the big thing for this is, which hurts Netflix like nobody's business and will probably hurt Hulu, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, Turner Classic Movies, all becoming exclusive on Cartoon this. Network. Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, all exclusive on this. And it, then, I mean, it, it also hurts Hulu, too, you got to remember. I mean, because yep. Hulu has a bunch of these uh, these titles in there. And, and it hurts Hulu because Hulu's partnered with Funimation. Did Warner yeah. Media partnered with Crunchyroll. Netflix, you're in trouble, brother, because you've been doing all these 3D animation bullshits and not <laughs> focusing on doing the right streaming stuff. Oh, Warner Media, they got Crunchyroll. Schubert, you know Crunchyroll is used to watch all the latest anime, unless you're like Chris and use Funimation and Hulu, that partnership. But if the streaming wars are out right now because 
you can't watch some of the new summer animes on Funimation. I know they're coming. They're coming uh, later this week or in two weeks. But these kids couldn't watch it when it first came out. They're not going to have episode two when I have episode two. The streaming wars are affecting, and Warner Media is making a big claim. And on top of that, partnering with HBO and having HBO content. To me, the best the best two streaming services now are Disney Plus and Warner Media. And if you want indie content, I'm going to Amazon before I go to Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to the thing I've said before where I feel like Netflix is going to be like the Facebook if we're yeah. looking in terms of social media. And, like, you know, Warner Media and Disney Plus are going to be, like, Twitter what, what would you say? In, in, Twitter and Instagram, yeah. So yep. your Twitter and your Instagram. And, and Amazon's know, like Snapchat. Yeah, and I would say, like, Amazon is like Snapchat where uh you know, have good there stuff. might there might be other things like I don't want to knock DC Universe in this state, but like where like DC Universe pops up like Vine, where it's like something that maybe has like a, a following, or maybe yeah. maybe that's a bad example, but like, or like something, TikTok. yeah, yeah, like but TikTok, I, something I, I that has like a following, yeah. but it's or like not a like Tumblr, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely going to be other ones out there, but I feel like the staples will be the same. I feel like everyone's going to have Netflix, everyone's going to have Warner Media, and everyone's going to have, uh, or I guess it's called HBO Max now. I'm sorry. Yeah, HBO Max. HBO yeah. Max and Disney Plus. Like no, because Disney, Disney Plus isn't that going to attach Hulu with it. I I don't know how. Or are they going to be two separate things now? I think they're still going to be two separate things, but Disney's just going to own both. Gotcha. <laughs> so they're just going to yeah. make all that money. So exactly. I feel like Hulu would still be in that group as well. Yeah, because they still have live TV. Netflix is is just the one that's in the dumps because me and my girlfriend were talking like isn't, she's, she's did, getting did, Disney Plus. Is NBC Universal opening up one down too? Yeah, because NBC is trying to the Office and all their TV shows, and if that happens, Hulu's really screwed. Yeah, that's that's the same with like CBS All Access. Like when when you have the the NBCs and the CBS All Access kind of stuff, like that just that's just a mess, and I feel I feel the same way about ESPN. But I think they're going to match up with Disney Plus now, right? Uh, I think ESPN. No, ESPN has their own streaming service. Ugh, annoying. ESPN Plus. Yeah, it's it's whatever. But no, my thing with this is cable is officially like die like dead at this point because with Hulu being live streaming, YouTube TV, and all these streaming services. Why do people need Cox? Why do people need direct TV? Sporting events can be watched through live streaming and it's just as good quality. I even was talking with my father when we were both watching the same sporting event. I was ahead of him with my streaming. He was like, what the hell? This is cable. Why am I not ahead of you? He was salty and my shit looked good. So that that's the thing. Like the streaming wars, we're in full effect. And now it's it's going from the wild, wild west form to where, okay, these big companies are like, all right, Netflix, we got our money. We saw your little model, and we're going to just make your model even better. And, and on top of what you do with original content, we're going to have our, our original content. But on top of that, we're going to take all the product that you had that made you so strong for all the years, and we're going to take CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, CW, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, and Looney Tunes, and have all that exclusive content away from you and Hulu, and we're going to put it on ours. And Disney's like, oh, we're going to take all of our exclusive content and take it from y'all and put it on ours. So it's like, the thing that made Hulu and Netflix great, they're losing it. So we're going to see how they move in the future. Netflix is really going to have to hit it big with some of their original content, like like an Amazon and how Amazon's been killing it. To me, Amazon right now is the indie 
the the one that you gotta have because it's like their original content. When they do it, it's always good. Yeah. Netflix is quality. It's quantity. Whereas Amazon's quality, Netflix is quantity. Yeah, I think one thing that could work in Netflix's favor that no one's really talked about is the the standups. And I know yeah, that HBO's true. HBO Max will definitely be tapping into that because and I Amazon's know that they have. The guy who did Rami for Hulu, he has an exclusive HBO special coming up. And, like, uh, Aziz just came out with the one on Netflix. Yep, and Mike Epps, and people have been saying it's pretty good. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. So, like, Netflix has definitely been a big place to go for for the stand-up special, so it could end up being a part of that deal, you know? And then we see with uh, your girl from Broad City partnering with Amazon doing her stand-up. Starting over there. So. The streaming wars are getting big, brother. It's getting big. Just wanted to let everybody out there who are big fans YouTube of Warner too. Media. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. YouTube TV. And for all the people that like Warner Media, HBO Max is a streaming service that you're gonna probably want to get. I know I'm getting it for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so now let's get to the good Star Wars story. All right, <laughs> Star Wars. So there are new pictures from Hot Toys that reveal the Sith Trooper that will debut in Rise of Skywalker. Check that thing out. <laughs> it looks badass, man. I'll for for all the uh, for all the listeners, it's uh, pretty much a normal stormtrooper, uh, but red. with red armor. <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to sell toys, man. That's like, yo, bro. You remember earlier in the in the podcasting year? For those who uh, listen week to week, you remember when we talked about Forky? About how Disney was just gonna sell a straight up fork with pipe cleaners, eyes, and and j- j- stuff you can make at home. They're selling it for nineteen ninety nine. Me and my girlfriend saw one of her one of somebody she follows posted how she she bought her daughter this, and my girlfriend's like, "Lyndon, you were right. Uh, in this this they doing it." And I told her I was like, "Babe, you can make that for five bucks." Because some uh, Buzzfeed posted an article about how you could make Forky for five bucks, but Disney selling it for nineteen ninety nine. this is what they're doing with these damn stormtroopers this is the same stormtrooper from fucking episode seven but it's just red (laughs) yeah it's supposed to it's supposed to reflect back to like the imperial guards and return of the jedi Mm. um and so the reason i bring this up is the speculation of one the name and two the coloring so first let's talk about the coloring with with going into this and being uh, known as the Sith Trooper, obviously this is going to be kind of the guard of, I guess, the Knights of Ren. So I guess this might be the Knights of Ren's special army. Or is this just Kylo Ren's personal guard, you know? Yeah, but I mean, he seems so... Just being a normal Stormtrooper about Red doesn't make them seem any more, bit more standout to be like a personal guard. Like, I feel like this is kind of like a minion in a larger group. Do you think they can control the fourth force, which would separate them from being normal stormtroopers? Not enough to no. be Jedi, but enough to be Sith troopers. No. Okay. Well, then why are they called Sith troopers? What's the purpose? Uh, yeah, and let's go back to that Sith trooper. We have established, well, I guess I haven't fully established, but we've pretty much said at this point that it's the Knights of Ren, it's this Order of Ren, because we've always known there to be two of Master and Apprentice, and in this situation we're believing that there's not only just kylo ren but maybe four or five other guys in his little posse that are also force wielders so 
I don't know. I don't know what the what it means by calling it Sith Trooper. That kind of just kind of throws everything off, and I don't know what direction it means that we're going to go in. Maybe it's just a cop out. I have no yeah, clue. maybe maybe. It's but I, I thought it was interesting that they named it that way. Yeah, I thought it was. It thought it's very interesting that they named it that way. Also, you didn't have this on the news, but I think this is big. We're going to get our first look at the at the Mandalorian at uh D three or D twenty three. Yeah, and uh, right the week after Comic Con, so. We should expect. Uh, I probably, I probably won't watch that. You won't watch the trailer. Mm, oh, is it a trailer? Trailer or is it well, just like I'm, a first look? I'm sure D23 is going to get a first look, but I'm sure we're going to get a trailer by then because, like, that's when they're going to j- probably give trailer and then like first look for everybody at D23. So the internet I might, community. Will I might a watch a trailer, but I don't don't want to watch anything that's like a scene, like what I saw earlier. Okay, okay. Well, I'm definitely watching whatever they release because I am jonesing for Mandalorian content. Well, that's the thing. Like, I just don't want to ruin it. Like, especially if they're going to show me, like, a cut. Like, I'm like, okay, well, that's five minutes of the show that's already taken from me. Like, man, I'm I'm, I'm watching it behind the scenes, whatever they're giving me. Because, like, I already told my girlfriend she buying Disney Plus and we, and her. I'm excited because not only for Mandalorian, but a story we have later on in the show. Disney Plus is gearing up to be flamed. And I'm ready to see whatever they give us. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about some more things that Disney's doing. 100%. Disney has dropped the new Mulan trailer. They took out Mushu, and there's no singing in this version of Mulan. It's trying to be more historical accurate. And However, there was a, it's funny that, that is that Twitter always finds something wrong, whereas they, they're going for historical accuracy. However... The shot of her house and how her home looks is very distinct to a region in China that's not a part of the conflict that Mulan was a part of. She couldn't have lived there because there was no way. That's the argument they came up with? Yeah, no, like 100%. She she couldn't have lived where they have her living because she couldn't have been able to get to the Huns because it would have taken too long. And it's not... Yeah, no, like 100%. That's the argument they came up with. Like, I saw that shit, and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, Bro. I'm, I'm over here upset that there's no Mushu in songs, like, let's yeah. get down to business. And they're over here talking about historical accuracies. <laughs> My knock is that it is too historically accurate. Like, My thing I mean, is this. Oh, go we, ahead, go ahead. This, the, the thing is, and we've talked about historically accuracy in the past, like saying, you know, Belle should seem like she's in... Uh, eight, what, 1700, 1600 France or whatever, 1500, yeah. whatever it is. It should, like the time period should feel like the time periods. Like, I'm cool with the time period feeling like the time period, but I just feel like it's straying so much from what like everyone loves about that movie and bring and, pu- and putting and just adding more to the parts of the movie that the people really didn't like that much was just like, see, my the, thing is this the sadness and the, the pain of war and all of that. Like, if they're gonna do this and they're making it a drama. You better give me badass martial arts scenes, and I think that's sure. what they're gonna, gonna add. Like, of course, we're gonna, like you said, the sadness part, and it's gonna. They might be going for Oscar buzz for this one. This might be the one live action that they're it trying might be. to. Like, this is the live action that they're trying to hit it out the park because think about it like this: every other one has been a recreation. This is the one where when Mulan came out. And see, I didn't know this because we were kids, but seeing bloggers talk about this, there was pushback because of the singing because of the Mushu. They wanted it, they, they felt that it wasn't respectful to Chinese culture. And now that we're in this PC era, you understand how this is. If this, if this movie 
is historically accurate and is a drama and is serious, going for Oscar buzz. Imagine, we saw what Black Panther did for the African-American community. Imagine what Mulan will do for the Asian community, people in China, and just how much this movie will be a, a success if they do it the right way. But that's my thing. If you're going to go not childish and make it a serious movie, you better give me some badass fight scenes. Like, that. when, when the Huns are coming down the mountain... I better see some badass fight. You know what I mean? She was like, she yeah. better kick ass. Like, and, and that's well, from like from doing. what the trailer it seems like, the tone is gonna be super, super dark in comparison to like a lot of the remakes. And I hope it stays that way because the thing is, is like Mushu and the songs, I guess, were meant to be there to make it more lighthearted, yeah, more kid friendly. If you're gonna take that out, then you better just go in with it, man. Because like, I guess. And just, you better not but, be comedy. Like that's the thing. Like if and, you're gonna and, take and, that yeah. out, you better be and, serious and go for it. And would that make that a good movie? And it may be one of the better movies out of all of this. Yes. But will I? Do I feel think it's going to be very well received? I don't know if it's going to be well received. I mm. think that I think that a lot of people, whether or not they want to be PC or not, are going to be pretty shallow to the fact that it's not true to the things that they love. Because I just never. Think whenever anyone talks about Mulan, they don't talk about the fight scenes or the end fight scene or the snow scene. They talk about let's get down to business. They talk about the the songs. They talk about Mushu the dragon. No, I'm, I agree with you with that. Right. And my thing is this: that that's why I, I see. I think you're you're right and you're wrong. I think if 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 the action isn't on one hundred percent, and they make sure it's badass along with being a great movie then I think you're right and it'll be the first they'll jump to oh it's not like what we know this movie's not a success blah 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 blah. but if if that movie is so good to where you can you can't dispute like how good it is I think you you'll see it receive where it's like yeah it didn't have the songs but damn this is a good movie it might not be our Mulan but it's a new Mulan you know what I mean like I think it'll be accepted. It'll it just depending on how good it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about the initial, the initial buzz coming in. Like, I just don't feel like there's gonna be a lot of people that are like, okay, well, I'm gonna like buy tickets in advance for this movie because like I really want to be there. I feel like it's gonna be more of like, okay, so like the critics and everyone in the first wave has said that this is great, it's spectacular. Then okay, I'll go see it now. Like, I just don't oh, think yeah. that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take a chance on this. Oh, well, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. See, I think this movie's going to be more of a, once the critics see it critically acclaimed and then word of mouth pushes this movie where we might not see it get a lot of wheels in the first two weeks, but see, week three and four, we're going to see it second week, sec number two at the box office, number one, and we're going to be like, damn, Mulan's picking up legs because now people are finally giving it a chance. That's what I think it'll do. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we all know with the success that Crazy Rich Asians generated, and with an all Asian cast, I assume here maybe they'll have same kind of pull. Yeah, I think I think this will be bigger though because this is this is China's princess. This is this yeah, is yeah. The one, like I think this will be just like Black Panther. It's gonna have yeah. a huge success. It, it, it's got the possibility to be like that. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. Next up, we have the trailer for the. Horror thrill. I won't even call it horror. It's more so thriller mystery box. That's what they called it. 
for the movie Freaks. At first, I was like, what's going on? And then I, I see this this movie, I'm like, all right, Shuby, I see you putting this on here. This is a dope little indie superhero-esque horror film, mystery film. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, it I was. Uh, I can't it really was, describe it well. I don't know if you can describe it. People, it was a it was a festival, dar- darling, that people had been talking about. Like it's been filmed, I think, like maybe three years ago. I think it came out in the first in 2018, but it's finally got picked up to be in theaters on August 23rd, 2019. Okay, um, and it's kind of a mystery suspense horror, but with a science fiction element. Some of the Rotten Tomatoes movie description says, in this science fiction thriller, a disturbed father locks his bold seven-year-old daughter in a house, warning her of a grave danger outside. But the mysterious Mr. Snowcone convinces the girl to escape and join him on a quest for family freedom and, and revenge. Mm, it looks like there's superpowers in this. The title's Freaks, so I'm assuming there might be mutants. Uh this shit looked crazy. There, there was laser yeah, guns yeah. in this. There was like telekinesis in this. There yeah, was the way that it was here. first marketed to me is I saw in an article it was like Freaks looks to bring uh, the superhero age into far, further into the horror world, where it's like I think we've seen with Brightburn, and now we might get with the success that Brightburn had, we're getting to see Freaks now, which. And even when you can give Split this argument as well, it's yeah. taking the superhero genre and kind of flipping it on his head and making it more of a horror element. So I feel like this could be like maybe X-Men kind of deal. Not necessarily saying that it is the X-Men world or that it is kind of like that deal, but like where it's people have powers, maybe it's a mutation, they're considered freaks, and that's kind of how they establish themselves. Maybe the father is locking the girl up because she's a freak and maybe Maybe like everyone else on the outside knows that they're freaks. I don't know how it's gonna work out, but if go look at go check out the trailer. And from the trailer, it looked like the mom's gonna be like he locks her up because maybe she has the same power as the mom. We saw the mom getting arrested. The mom might have been the freak, so the dad didn't want to take that chance. To me, I'm with you where it's going into the horror realm, but this seemed more of we're taking superheroes, we're gonna give it a, a dash of horror, but we're gonna pull it into sci-fi where it's like, we're going real, real sci-fi with the superhero genre, where it's almost like a real comic book. A fusion yeah, of yeah. all these different things, because this feels more sci-fi to me than horror. Yeah, and to talk about some of the people who are involved with it, the uh, the main director is Zach Lipovsky. And um, looking through his stuff, it doesn't really look too great mm. uh, because he did the the Dead Rising movie that happened. Oh, um, hopefully he did. He, uh, he did uh, Kim Possible. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, well, but um, well, some of the people in the movie you have Emil Hirsch, who has been around as an actor for a while, most notably known for his role as Speed in Speed Racer. Um, and oh yeah, was that was in, Speed from Speed. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, the Girl Next Door as well. It was one of his big movies. And he's also going to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. True, uh, yeah, he will be. Yeah, and Bruce Dern is supposed to be Mr. Snowcone. And Mr. Bruce Dern has always been around is in some of the Tarantino films like Hateful Eight and Django. And he's also going to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So. Oh, yeah, that's the next big movie we have. I'm, I'm so excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But that's Freaks, man. Bros Who Binge fan base. Y'all go check out the Freaks trailer. Let us know if you're going to go see it. 
If not, uh, let, let us know what you think of the trailer. Hit us up on Twitter. Next up, we have the creative team behind Marvel's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier Disney series just got a major boost with the addition of John Wick writer-creator Derek Kolstad. According to our guy, Roberto Gonzalez at The Wrap, Kolstad has boarded the series and will work on the script with original writer Malcolm Spellman. We're not sure if he'll contribute to all six episodes or not, but his involvement certainly bodes wells for the show's action series. Falcon and Winter Soldier sees Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan reprise their role as Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. We've recently found out that Daniel Brühl, who played uh, Baron Zemo, and Emily Van Kent, who played Sharon Carter, will also be in the series. The six-part limited series is expected to begin production this October and will be directed by Kari Skolgland. Uh, the show is ex- expected to debut late next year. Schubert, this is my most anticipated Marvel show. What's, does this news excite you? Making it more like John Wick. We're definitely getting flashbacks. Yeah, man. Because mm-hmm. that's that's what I see with the Daniel Brühl, Emily Van Camp stuff. Because there's no way you can conclude Sam in any of that. So I could see like Sam well, and Bucky I, see, doing things. And then Bucky's like, oh, flashback to my times when I was evil. You don't think Baron Zemo could be the villain of this series? He's still he's alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, Baron Zemo could, yeah, 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 because he's from yeah. Russia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, he's from Civil War. Yeah, 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 my, my bad, yeah, yeah. You're thinking I, of Red I, Skull. I'm, think, I'm thinking of the scene where Captain and, and Iron Man are fighting at Civil War, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Civil yeah, War. Yeah, okay, yeah, Civil War, Civil War, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm with you, it could either be flashbacks or I'm kind of hoping it's Baron Zemo as the new villain because I want to see, but I want to see Sam as Captain America, and I want yeah. to see B- Bucky is whatever new white wolf. Oh, Sharon Carter is the chick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Sharon Carter's his. Gotcha. Aunt. Yeah. Is her is her is her net niece or? Uh, so or Emily her, Van yeah. Camp's getting with Sam. Maybe or or with Bucky they might see that's my, how they might do it. Whereas Cap, if the way you split up Cap is you have Steve Rogers and you have Captain America. Sam might have got Captain America and Bucky might get Steve Rogers in the sense of he's getting uh, Sharon Carter. Yeah. And I think that would be interesting. Yeah, I think uh, it's starting to come together. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm probably more excited about this than I am Loki. Oh, I'm more excited about this than Loki. I'm more excited about this than 50s Lucy Lou Wanda Vision, <laughs> whatever the hell that's gonna be. <laughs> like, which was not, one of the ones I was the most anticipating before I found out what it was gonna be about. Not Lucy Lou. I'm so been sorry. Really cool. I, I love Lucy, not Lucy Lou. Jesus, Lucy Lou's the brilliant actress. I'm. T- I love Lucy's 50 style bullshit that that is, and I'm, I'm not excited for Loki. I'm uh, Hawkeye. I'm really excited for. I would say it's this one in Hawkeye. Yeah, this one, Hawkeye, number one, Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye number two. But I'm more excited for this series than I am some of the movies coming out. Like Doctor Strange two. Give me Falcon Winter Soldier before you give me that. Like this is. I'm more excited for this than Guardians three. Like well, that, that's going to depend on a lot. Too because like I want I'm done with this whole Infinity War, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Era. Like I need new so, like, stuff. If, like if well no no if they get us out of the if they take us back into that era I'm gonna be pissed. Just like what we were oh. talking about with like if um what Black Widow was in the time of in between Infinity War and Endgame instead of being a true flashback. It's more of like that. It's just like we're we're revisiting well, things. Like, uh, we're revisiting time. We're revisiting a period of time that's over. We don't need to be revisiting this period of time anymore. Yeah, don't so pull need- the Star Wars 
Jesus like, Christ. Put put us put us way back or put us in the f- in the present where we are right now. And the thing is that we've made Sam like this would be such a disservice to Anthony Mackie and Sam that like you've made Falcon Captain America. Like why are we going to bring him back and learn about him as Falcon like unless exactly. his, like unless you're giving uh Sam his own movie and this is to like further flesh out his character before he gets his own movie but I just don't think that that's happening I don't think you're giving him a movie and I think this serves as his movie and if this serves as it bring it to where he's Captain America and Bucky's White Wolf like if you're bringing it back in the past then Steve Rogers, Chris Evans has to be in it and he's not not in it so like if he's not in this series it has to be Bucky White Wolf and Sam Captain America so you don't have to rely on that old shit because if, let's say you bring it back to uh, before Civil War when they were running around. Captain America's in that. Let's say you bring it between uh, Infinity before between Infinity War and uh, Civil War. Captain America's with them. Let's well, they were you, also gone. No, no, no. I'm saying between Civil War and Infinity War. Oh, okay. When, okay. when they're alive, yeah. Captain America's with them. And then if you do, and Bucky's in a stasis on Wakanda, so he can't be in it. That's what this this series doesn't make sense to be in the past. It has to be in the future. Yeah, yeah. There's no other way you do it. And it would be great to figure out kind of like the way we just had Spider-Man, how they react to losing Steve instead of losing. We've seen how Spider-Man felt about losing Tony, but we haven't seen how Steve's closest people felt about losing Steve. And the thing is, they lost him a different way, whereas Tony's dead, yeah. Steve grew old. And, like, mm-hmm. you, it, it's going to be a different type of hurt because it's like you always want to see Steve live his life out. But it's like now you have the pressure of being Captain America and living up to his legacy. And then you're a black man. Like, this could be so great. Like, yeah. they, they would fu- they would really – pardon my fringe, but fuck it up if they don't allow uh, Sam to be Captain America and Bucky to, like – be moving on from Winter Soldier. Like, how does he fight? How does he deal with his life? Like, Bucky's story is just as interesting as Sam. Sam has to take the mantle of Captain America as a black man post losing Steve, his best friend. Whereas Bucky, he loses his best friend. He didn't get choos- chosen to be Captain America because of his past and his transgressions. How does he move forward now that there's no war? Does he want to fight? He, he, how's his PTSD? This series could be really great, man. Like, I have really high hopes for this series. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I'm hoping that once we get to D23, maybe they change the name. Yeah, to, like, Captain America and, and White Wolf or Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier, something. Something different. Something like that. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but, but ne- uh, no, next up to you. Yeah, so next we're going to talk about Zack Snyder, who's bringing an anime series based on Norse mythology to Netflix. He's going to team Ooh. up with frequent collab- collaborator Jay Olivia, who has worked as a storyboard artist on many of Snyder's films. Snyder is currently directing, writing, and producing the zombie thriller film Army of the Dead on Netflix, which I actually am pretty excited about. Olivia is currently in production of... Or Oliva, I mean, is currently in production of on the vanilla set Netflix original anime series called Trees. Well, Jay Oliva worked on on Flashpoint, Justice League War, yep. Batman, Dark. he he's basically the dude who's worked on most of the modern day DC animated series. Look, I'm excited. Zack Snyder, whether or not you, however you feel about, we're not judging Justice League because Justice League was an abomination. It was not his creation. It was, it was a mix of his and Josh Whedon. And it just, people, a lot of the reports have been misconstrued. Like I know a lot of people have been reporting what Zack Snyder, Snyder, 
cut is a lot now, and we're seeing a lot of that. And I posted the other day, can we just stop with that to move forward with DC? And honestly, stop with that to, so Zack Snyder can move forward. Like, I'm, I'm sick of seeing what could have been. Let's move forward. And this is dope to move forward because Zack Snyder is a great storyteller. Like, Watchmen was dope. BVS, the ultimate edition, when you got to see his full vision unleashed, dope. Yes, he might not have understood the characters to how some people wanted them comic accurate, but that was his take, and his take was still very dope, and he's still a great storyteller. And to see him get an animation where he can have free range to, like, it's not confined to how live action has these limitations. As long as he tells a good story, I'm super excited for this. Yeah, I think the pairing of the two is going to be good for an anime series on Norse mythology and Netflix. You know, of course, Netflix has shown that, the, you know, an anime series by Netflix doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get your traditional anime. This may yeah. be more of a, a Jay Oliva... A Marame. A Marame kind of, like, drawn in our superhero... How we see our superhero cartoons. And, but and with that's cool. Norse mythology. Yeah, it'd be cool. And let yeah. me say this. That's, that's dope because Netflix... Just announced, we talked about this on Anime Talk. I didn't, feel, I didn't know if I wanted to put this on here, but let's bring it up. Netflix, they, I, I bitched them. I bitched them for having their 3D animation anime. But now they're jumping into this 2D animation that's more a merime. There's this new anime that's called Sace Manos that is coming to Netflix that looks just like what Jay Oliva does with uh, Justice League War. There's the guy who worked on Boondocks, LaShawn Thomas, who made this Amerime called Cannon Busters. There's all, and now with this, with uh, Zack Snyder, we were talking earlier about HBO Max having Crunchyroll. Netflix is going to be in shit out of luck because they're losing all their things in anime. No, this is how you build in and compete against Crunchyroll. Yeah, you might not have what Shonen has, but you make original content anime that people like. We've complained about 3D animation, and now they're stepping into what Amerime does in these DC animated things and still giving us original IP in the form of an anime. And I think if they do that and they build it out like that, Netflix can still stand the test of time, at least in the anime realm, because that'll be something different. You'll be giving us Amerime's, and that's something that I've been clamoring for yeah i think that's definitely good for netflix to start moving in this direction and getting directors like zach snyder is the perfect way to start doing that did you look up Sace monos just to see how it looked no i didn't google it real quick because like it really it like it looks like the jay oliva like style justice league war flashpoint and if netflix is really going oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. bring their animation this way this could be something cool yeah i see what you're talking about yeah that, that would be would be pretty cool like let them like okay you you might not have the shonen jump stuff but we have american creators that are inspired by manga inspired by animation inspired by anime why not give them a chance to get their stories out and do it in the form of an american anime this is how like this could be something huge it really could be so we'll see we'll keep an eye out for it i know that zach snyder like i said is working on um army of the dead which uh you know i'm i've always like a good zombie flick so definitely excited to check that out but uh so once he's done with that i assume he'll get to work on this yeah hopefully so, yeah. Next, we're going to talk about American Horror Story. The new season finally released its cast. Ryan Murphy took to Instagram to give us a short clip with all the names on it. 
It's called American Horror Story 1984. And the names that we saw that will be cast in this in this season, Cody Fern, Gus Kenworthy, Billy Lord, Shout out. Emma Roberts, as well as Matthew Morrison, Angela Ross, D. Ron Horton, and Zach Villa. Uh, American Horror Story alum Sarah Paulson will have a smaller part. Okay, okay. Look, man, I'm not the biggest American Horror Story guy, but shout out to Billy Lord, uh, Carrie uh, Fisher's daughter. Excited to see her in this. And I, maybe I'll check this out because I, I read 1984. Big fan of the uh, George uh, Orwell novel. So if Ryan Murphy's taking a lot of cues from this, huh? I'm, this might be the American Horror Story that gets me into American Horror Story and makes me go back and watch all the old ones. I think this is a good way, a good direction to go because 1984. You know, if we get work on, if like you said, if they work off that. It's it is kind of a thriller in itself as a novel with the whole Big Brothers watching you thing. Especially this also, time. That's what I was gonna say. It also gives uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Murphy the ability to make the the political and social commentaries that you know he's gonna make. So uh, it kind of gives him a good little place to work from. I knew that there was a lot of things being floated around. Uh, I'm actually now remembering, looking back on some of the prior stories we talked about, that they were going to talk about doing it as like an '80s theme, as in, and it was going to be more slasher. So that's that's where I like am confused on what it is because when you say 1984, immediately everyone's going to think about the novel 1984, yeah, and maybe exactly. and maybe that has a spin or a twist in it. But I do remember them talking about this being some kind of camping element where there was going to be slashers. And oh, it might you, be 1984, the year. 1984, like, the year, as in, like, the 80s, as in, like, when you went off to summer camp as a yeah, kid like, in the 80s. Yeah, as, like, Jason. Like Jason, yes. Yeah. So, either so, like, way, uh, it would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like American Horror Story, but I only like American Horror Story when the story's good. So, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the, the interesting part about shows like American Horror Story is you can – there can be seasons of the show that are, are great trash. and seasons that are like, ah, I didn't really like that story. That's the good thing about anthologies, man. Yeah. That's why I want the I want the John Wick anthology series more than anything. Like I think j- making John Wick chapter four or chapter five, whatever the hell they're doing, is idiotic, and they have a gold mine, but they just don't want to tap into it. Yeah. Just like Kingsman. Like, why not make a king? Like, well, it, it, now that you have it, you have a, a gold mine. Do a Kingsman anthology series where each season. You're in a different time period, and you're learning, or or each season well, is a different faction. Like one season the, we're with the Kingsmen, one season we're with the Statesmen, one season we're with the Japanese Kingsmen. Like you know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways you could slice that. Yeah, the only way that the only reason I would say that it's different in what's been working for like the American crimes and the American horror story and stuff like that is that they can use the same cast. And if you mm. do what you're saying, you can't use the same cast. But mm. what you could do. Which would be interesting is you play on different time periods. Like, what was the thing you said first? For for Kingsman, you do it to where each season is a different time period in the Kingsman uh, origin. Like, you start off season one maybe in King Arthur time. Season two, you go all the way to, like, World War Two. Season, like, you know, you just go throughout time. And John Wick, you John Wick, same thing. You can show throughout yeah, John time Wick. from the Pope. 
like how the how the uh, the um, Assassin's Guild started, and then you could go to a different hotel in a different time period. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Well, yeah, With- and when and you can also even throw John Wick in it yep. as a prequel if you go back in time. You can show him training. Yeah. Like you could have him like you. You can arc. even throw John Wick in as an old man. Like yep. you know, you could you could do it different ways without having to use Keanu and explaining it. Exactly. Like it would work so well. Both those IP is desperately calling to be a TV anthology series. Like we should we should do a discussion one day where we should talk about the best the best uh, IPs to be TV shows, and we should describe wh- which way we want them to be TV shows. I've said before that I think Star Wars could definitely do an anthology series. How would you How would you want Star Wars to do it, if you don't mind me asking real quick? Well, a Star Wars anthology series is pretty much just taking anything in Star Wars and making it a series. So that's pretty much what The Mandalorian is. Oh, okay, it's, okay. It's like, it's like instead of doing multiple seasons of The Mandalorian, it's like doing The Mandalorian and then like doing Cassian and then that, making that just a thing. It's like if they wanted to call it Star Wars stories... The Mandalorian, mm, okay. and then like Star Wars stories, Cassie and Andor, like st- ah, like okay. So each season, it's like part of the Star Wars, and it's telling from a different perspective of somebody throughout the history of the Star Wars. Pretty much, like that's how you would do that. But we okay, can okay. we can go to all that another time. And uh, yeah, just just because we don't have too much discussion for today, mm-hmm. just stretching out some of these things when we're getting. You know, we were getting around to wanting to talk about it. But next up, Woody Harrelson is joining Mary Elizabeth Winstead, the girl who's going to play Helena Bertinelli in Birds of Prey, in the new Netflix assassin thriller, Kate. The story revolves around a female assassin who, after being poisoned, gives less than 24 hours to live. She must go on a manhunt throughout the streets of Tokyo to take vengeance on her murderer before she dies. Look, man, if this comes out before, before Birds of Prey, it's going to be dope to see her in this role to maybe give us ideas for Helena Bertinelli. Or if this comes after Birds of Prey, after seeing her as Helena Bertinelli, we might see a Mary, Mary Elizabeth Wanstead as this new badass, kick-ass female action star. I can, I might be able to find out for you right now. Uh, I think Birds of Prey is going to come out first. Well, that's what I'm saying. She could become this new badass female action star. Yeah, I think that's probably the direction she's going in for sure um, with having Birds of Prey and then this. And I think she's going to be in Gemini Man as well. See? Bad, like, she's going for it, man. Not You don't have to just have Scarlett Johansson. Let's get some new female action stars up in here. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm into it. I'd like and, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, we need more than Charlize Theron and Scarlett Johansson, as much as I love those two ladies. For anyone who doesn't remember who she is, Scott Pilgrim. She was yes, Ramona. she's Ramona. Yeah, man. Always forget yeah. about that. And having Woody Harrelson in here is always dope. I always love seeing Woody in, in shows. Definitely, yeah. Woody's great. I, I think that he's always kind of been this mentor role. I'd like to see him be the villain in this. Oh, okay. You want to see him be the villain? See, I was thinking he was going to be the person who trains her. See, yeah, that's that's always the thing. Just because he <laughs> has done Hamish and has he's been so uh, in Solo, like he's been like the, the trainee guy. Like I want to see him. I want to see his dark side. You want to see something different? I feel you. Yeah. I, I would be down for that. Next up, we have Rocket Man filmmaker Dexter Fletch has come. Oh, Dex, Dexter Fletcher, excuse. me. Me, has come on board to direct the latest Sherlock Holmes film with Robert Downey Jr. returning the star. Sources say Warner Brothers has always planned on making a third film. 
However, Downey's busy schedule as Iron Man prevented any new film in the series. The fourth coming entry of the mystery series is expected to hit theaters on December 21st, 2021. Jude Law is also expected to return as Professor Watson. Look, man, as much as I love Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock Holmes series, I was a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes, the movie. I love Jude Law as Watson being his humor, dry stick coming up against Robert Downey Jr. as this. It's just Robert Downey Jr. playing Sherlock. I love it. He can do it. And I'm really excited to have the third film uh, in the uh, in the uh, series because I always wanted the third film. We were supposed to get Moriarty versus Sherlock Holmes more in depth than the third one. And I wanted I wanted to see it. So I'm excited for this. I'm trying to remember. Uh, isn't the guy from Kingsman in the? Isn't he playing Moriarty in that series? I'm trying to. Uh, I, but see, now that I'm thinking it, I feel like no, they, he did fight Moriarty in the second one. So no, he plays. He plays Lord Henry Blackwood. My bad. But no, Moriarty is in the second one, I believe, because he's played by. Hold on, let me. Yes, the Game of Shadows. No, he is, and uh, he fights Moriarty in this one, and he and he kicks his ass, and Moriarty dies. It's uh, he's played by Jared, Jared Harris. Harris. Yep, 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 yep. So I don't know where they go with the third one, but wherever they go, I'm excited because I, like I said, I love as, as great as Benedict Cumberbatch is as Sherlock Holmes. I like Robert Downey Jr. Just well, they're different. It's just it's, they it's are different. Yeah, it I mean, really it's is. like. It's like being like, oh yeah, you know, I like Christopher Reeve as Superman, but I also like Henry Cavill. I mean, it's like the same. Yeah, no, I'm just, I feel you. That's two different saying, styles. I'm a Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes fan, so I'm excited for this movie. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to it as well. But let's get to some DC stuff because I have some bombshells, and I think you'll be mad at one of them. That's not on the uh, thing because I didn't write it down, and I, I forgot about it until just now. But. Uh, Storm Reed, who starred in A Wrinkle in Time, is being eyed for the cast of Warner Brothers Suicide Squad as the daughter of Idris Elba's character. This is interesting because we've said they've they've said that Idris Elba's not going to be Deadshot. Who's Idris Elba going to be that has a daughter then? Well, you can always give Bronze Tiger a daughter, can't you? Yeah, you could. I see. This was going back to it was a rumor that he was going to be Deathstroke. He could be Deathstroke with a daughter. Um, Deathstroke has a daughter. Then I guess we're taking out the canon of Manganello being Deathstroke. Oh yeah, they they said that Manganello has said that he's not sure if he's gonna be Deathstroke ever again. Well, yeah, I mean this would confirm that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. See, that's it. I don't know who uh, Storm Reed's gonna be, but like you said, they could give Bronze Tiger a, a daughter. I was hoping that he, uh, Idris Elba was going to be Bronze Tiger more so than uh, Deadshot because I didn't want to see Will Smith get recast, and they said he wasn't going to be. But if he's Deathstroke, I wouldn't mind seeing Idris as Slade. I think Idris would make a dope Slade, especially against Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like, what? That would be badass. Yeah, I'm a big fan of making Idris Elba Deathstroke. I think that that's a good way that you could take that character and also give. Yeah, especially. I was kind of like it better than Joe Manganiello as well. I mean, I me feel too. Like Idris could definitely carry a more uh, stoic, bro. We always bad wanted, guy in charge kind of thing. Think about how we always wanted Idris to be Batman or James Bond. Deathstroke is just evil. That like that, pretty much. Be, it would be perfect. Like, he would bring a regalness to Deathstroke. He would make Deathstroke more, whereas Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke is, and nothing against Joe Manganiello, 
Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke is, is he's Deathstroke because he looks like him and he can bring the physicality of it. Whereas Idris Elba could give us another level to Deathstroke to where it's like, we have someone on equal footing as Batman. And if he's going up against Robert Pattinson being the elder statesman, it would test Robert Pattinson's Batman to, to like a whole nother level. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, it would be a big way of putting that whole cast together. You know, now we're yeah. going to have a big star that could play a villain in a Batman movie. And it's also a villain that could carry over into lots of different things. And it yeah. also starts building up your villain. Well, it builds up your villain core. So yeah. that we could talk about doing, um, what is it called? The Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Our, yeah. And this is, this is how you always, where Marvel, you build through your heroes. DC is very interesting because Batman, DC stands for Detective Comics, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry if you don't know that. Like, <laughs> that's what it stands for. I know there's, Flash, Superman, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, uh, all these great characters, but it all stems from Gotham. And if you get Batman right and, and all of his villains, then it's so easy to just make everything stand out and, and just work. Idris Elba as, as Deathstroke would be a great casting. Like we know Andy Serkis is going to be one of these mysterious villains. Imagine having Idris Elba as Deathstroke and having Andy Serkis as your penguin going into your D, your new DC universe. That is incredible casting. But let me tell Schubert something that might upset him. Rumored for Catwoman is Vanessa Kirby. It's not an upsetting casting rumor, but it's just another example of, you know, all these people talking about ethnic diversity in movies, and you're just going to just be like, oh, well, we're going to forget about the Latina community because we're not as vocal. Y'all need to get vocal, brother. No, I mean, I just, I don't really know if it's a big deal for us because we're kind of happy about our own. Yeah, I feel. But, uh, man, I, I really would like Anna DeArm is, is uh as Catwoman, but I'll say this, Vanessa Kirby, in terms of your Catwoman should mirror Bruce in a way, yes, she could do a diverse Catwoman to where she looks a little different, yeah, you could make Selena Kyle, she, I'm gonna just say this, Vanessa Kirby's Catwoman looks very on par with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Sure. Smoky eyes, like, if well, I know people also, Kristen Stewart, this one, this, uh, this, this is, is close like, to it. Yeah, this is as close as you get to Kristen Stewart meets Anne Hathaway, I would say. 100%. And Vanessa Kirby in, in Mission Impossible 5 shown that she could do this Catwoman-esque role, and especially from what I'm seeing in Hobbs and Shaw, like, being that anti-hero, can go to the dark side if necessary. Like, I, I like the pick. I'm not gonna... I'm, if, if she ends up being Catwoman, I'm not upset at it. I just like your choices a little better. That's all. She's, she's also... Uh... I also feel like she could do a lot of the good Selena Kyle acting chops based on some of the dramas that she's been in. Like, uh, well, she was in The Crown, and you, she's been yeah. in About Time. She was yeah. in Me Before You. She's a good so, actress. Yeah, she's a good actress. She can she can do it all. So it'd be a, Whereas it'd those be other good women are good good fighters. Her. Good phys like the other women bring good physicality. They're all they're all good act actors. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. With any of the names that we've thrown out right now, it just no. depends on what's the best fit. Yeah, and, and what your what your cat what Matt Reeves' Catwoman looks like, and what sure. he wants for her. But yeah. that that's all I really have in terms of DC news this week. Should we? All right. Well, we'll be waiting to hear more from DC, but it sounds like there's going to be a lot of radio silence on that end since they won't be in Comic Con for the next 
Yeah. So they'll be they'll be out of commission for it sounds like the next few weeks. But that's good though. Build up your get everything going. We that's got why they got time. Young Justice going on right now. Exactly. I'm sure I'm sure DC Universe will be at Comic Con. Ooh, we might get a we might get a Titans trailer. Fair, yeah. I, I see that happening. Can we talk maybe about a Harley Quinn trailer? Do you want to talk about this when we talk about Young Justice? Do you want yeah, to save all our that. DC Universe? Okay, we'll do that because yeah. I have some thoughts about Titan season two. All right. Well, ne- the next story I have is Corny Cox is set to headline and executive produce a scripted series and de- uh, in development at Spectrum Originals from Michael Strahan and Constance Schwartz Marini's SMAC Productions. The untitled Last Chance U project is inspired by the real-life trials and tribulations of Brittany Wagner, played by Cox, the breakout character from the first no two way. seasons of the popular docuseries Last Chance U. Are you dead-ass serious right now? Dead-ass. <laughs> Yo, they're taking the guidance counselor and talking about how she had a rough time with that coach and giving her a movie? That's yeah. hilarious. Yo, yo, that coach might not be able to coach ever. Like, this movie, people are going to fuck with this movie. <laughs> Brittany Wagner did a good job for those students, man. Yeah, Brittany, yeah, Brittany Wagner is a, is a solid human being, and I guess they're going to give her a whole, a whole um, scripted <laughs> that's, series. That's crazy, bro. Courtney Cox is going to play her. That's insane. Whoa. Crazy. See, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even really read that like talking about. Like I didn't know what that was what you were talking about with that. And then now I now I understand. That's yo, that's wild. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, I don't I don't know where it's actually where it's gonna be out on, but uh, I'm trying to find on, out somewhere. I hope I hope it's not on ABC. I hope it's on like Netflix to where they can go no, super it's not, dark. It's not gonna be network. It's gonna be somewhere on the internet, I'm sure. That's what I'm saying. I want them to go. I want them to be able to go as dark, like whatever that coach was doing. I want to see it. <laughs> What's his name? What's that? What's uh, that? I think his name was Buddy. Yeah, but, Coach Buddy from uh, Mississippi, whatever. Yeah, East Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. You got anything else to add to this? Uh, no, but the new season of Last Chance U is coming up, and I'll probably have it in the mo- my movie on the rise within yeah, when it does. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. But next up, New Line's Mortal Kombat reboot has found its first fighter, according to THR Indonesian actor and martial artist Joe Taslim. Or um, I'm so sorry. Taslim. Taslim from from mispronouncing your name. He comes from the raid, and the night comes for us. Has signed on to play Sub Zero, the highly skilled warrior with ice-based powers, who is the sworn enemy of Scorpion. Plot details on the new movie remain a mystery now, but I mean, we can assume that it's going to follow the basic premise of the video game. A group of warriors assemble to compete in a tournament to protect Earth from the demonic forces of Outworld, known as the Tournament for All, the Tournament for One, the Tournament of Death, Mortal Kombat! (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited, man. If you can't tell. Because if they get Mortal Kombat right, that would be badass. Even though I clamored for an animated Mortal Kombat. I think a a series, an anime Mortal Kombat would be the best thing we could get. But getting actors who are the right fit for the role, Joe Taslim in The Raid and The Night Comes For Us, seeing both of those movies, is badass. He's a great fighter. And I can see him as Sub-Zero. They just got to put money into this. If New Line puts the right amount of budget, this will be great. I haven't seen The Night Comes For Us. That looks interesting. Yeah, it's badass, brother. 
but he has been in Star Trek Beyond and Fast Six. He's a great fighter and a great actor. Yeah, I feel like that's more of the thing that you got to have with Mortal Kombat. It's going to be more about uh, making the the, fight the fighting be believable. scenes believable than it is really having. Donnie Yen better come actors. up in this. Yeah, yeah, Donnie Yen would be pretty good in it. what, like Raiden or something. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, let Donnie Yen be old man Raiden. Yeah. Or or have uh, and then you could have old boy come in as a uh, Scorpion, our our boy who we wanted as Spike Spiegel. Was his uh, Louis Tan. As Scorpion? Yeah. Or about Liu Kang? Or, yeah, you, he would be better as Liu Kang, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, or get, and get, well, if you're going to do him as Liu Kang, get the homie from the raid, uh, the, the main guy who was in Star Wars with uh, in um, Episode 7, get him to be uh, Scorpion. Versus Joe uh, Casey. I don't know who you're talking about. The, the main character from the raid, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he's the main actor... Um, but no, man, like you said, Mortal Kombat, you're going to have to get the best martial artists and guys who can act decently. And as long as you put the money into it, it'll be dope. His name is uh, Iku, Iku Uwais. Uh, he played Rama in the raid. So uh, Iku oh, Uwais. He was one of the dudes that played uh, Contra Club. Man, yeah, that's I what I'm talking about. I wouldn't have known that. He's the main guy I'm, from I'm the raid. I'm sitting here racking my brain. I'm like, who the heck was this guy? And Star Wars, bro, bro, yeah, Conjure Club. How are, you, how are you trying to go on the inner geek, them Star Wars competition, and didn't know the Conjure Club guy, bro? I, is he the Conjure Club guy? I don't know. I thought he would. He looks like he's just one of the side dudes. Yeah, he's just one of the guys. Oh, well, that's a deep cut. Yeah, that's I'm getting you ready, brother. But uh, no, Mortal Kombat, you guys, super excited for that. So that's all I have with that. Shuby, what we got next? Uh, next up, we have. A short-form streaming service, Kibi, has ordered its first superhero show with Doug Liman attached to it. Liman's digital production company, 30 Ninjas, is also producing the show called Crazy Talented. It's based on a short story by Jumper author Stephen Gould. Liman directed a 2008 film based on the novel, or ba- yeah, based on that novel, which was, uh, eh. <laughs> what, you like Jumper? Hey, that was with Hayden Christensen, right? Yo, I love that movie with Samuel L. That's pretty it's good. My, it's one of my, uh, it's one of my favorites. It's like, like oh yeah, it's not it's one a, of my. It's a good it's one. Like a, uh, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Because I know it's not the best of movies, but I really liked it. Like, I would love to be able to. Th- he's better than Nightcrawler. Like, Nightcrawler had to have been like know the place. Like that dude, all he had to do was see a picture of Paris, and he was there. Pretty much, yeah. Jumper was so, crazy. Jumper was badass, especially the uh, villains. The description for Crazy Talented is the world's most powerful superheroes are trying to stop the world's most devastating threat, alien weapons falling into the world into the wrong hands and obliterating life as we know it. At least that's what they've been told. In Crazy Talented, patients on a psych ward are convinced by a charismatic leader that their defects are actually extraordinary talents. He, he he's clearly out of his mind, but just because it's crazy doesn't mean it isn't true. Ooh, okay, okay. All right, and before we start talking about that, Kibi is also developing a series based on the classic high school football film Varsity Blues. The series is being written by Tripper Clancy, who most recently penned the upcoming comedy film Stuber. So Ann gosh. Fletcher will direct. Fucking Stuber. But okay, for those who don't know, Kibi's like this. It's supposed to be the streaming service for your phone, and uh, me and Schubert signed up for it for today. It's not out yet, 
But as we get emailed from Kiwi, we'll let you guys know what's going on. But see, Schubert, this is interesting. The description, let me tell you what the description sounds like first, first off to me. It sounds like I don't you weren't you weren't a big Tumblr guy, but on Tumblr there was always these like conspiracy theories. And one of the like with cartoons and like comics, one of the conspiracy theories with Batman is that Batman's actually in Arkham Asylum and all of his villains are the different doctors that he sees. And they represent like his like that's why his like, you know, how his villains mirror each other. It's represent what he goes to each doctor for. And this reminds me just of that. It's these these patients think they're heroes and they're in this psych ward and they're convinced that they're saving the world. But it's just in their head. This would be super dope if they accomplish it right. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty funny. And with the way that Kibi set up with the short form ep- episodes on your phone, it'd be yeah, interesting it seems to see like how it goes. It's almost, yeah, it seems like it'd be like, may, yeah, maybe we'd be going through a whole episode and then like the end of the episode, you'll see like d- homie throwing a mop or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> but I'm excited for this, man. I'll check out Kibi as long as I don't have to pay crazy amounts. Yeah, the Varsity Blues thing, I'm less interested in because like i don't know what you're gonna do with that yeah you're just making another high school film yeah another 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 friday night lights and you can't really do you can't really base too much of it off varsity blues because everyone's too old yeah exactly but whatevs uh final story of the day don Cheadle's joining lebron james's uh warner brothers space jam 2 which is currently in production which also has anthony davis to star in boo Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, uh, uh, Diana Taurasi, uh, Chena Bubuke, and um, some other, some other uh, basketball stars. I think Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are starring into it, which will make things awkward on set because Chris Paul just got traded for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one that's or the other too. now. Does this excite you that Don Cheadle's in? Maybe he's taking that Bill Murray role. I don't know. I don't know what he would be doing. I think that this I think that this Space Jam is going to be completely different. I, I don't know if LeBron really wants to. I don't know if he wants. Do you to, like Mike? Yeah, I don't think he wants it to be exactly the same. But they're playing basketball with the Looney Tunes, Schubert. That's happening. Yeah, that's definitely happening. I, I don't know whether Don Cheadle is going to be like the guy who was the oh Michael's handler, his handler, but like in a more cool way. Yeah, I can see Don Cheadle being either that or Bill Murray. Either way, because Don Cheadle has some comedic uh, touches here and now and again. Well, it's not that I'm saying that he couldn't be Bill Murray because he's not funny. I'm saying that I don't know if he'd be Bill Murray because I feel like he'd be given more to do. I more know. to do? Yeah, see. Yeah. I, they could fuse Bill Murray and Stan's character to where it's yeah. like he's the handler and like he accidentally gets – he has to play – he has to play with LeBron for this one but period. Like, uh, the thing about Bill Murray jumping in and doing that was that that was so funny. Yeah, it really was. Like that Bill Murray was just going to come out of nowhere and be like, all right, yeah, I'll play, I'll play basketball. Because he you thought know? he could be in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, like I just can't see Don Cheadle coming out in there and pulling off the same thing. Like, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think but, it needs to be someone who's way more comedic and way more like, oh, okay, this guy's going to come out and play basketball. Are you kidding me? But also, it's like, I don't even know how LeBron's going to pull off the monster. Like, who are the Looney Tunes battling? Like, why are they playing another basketball game? Like, they have a lot more to sell me on before I'm, I'm buying whoever Don Cheadle is. You know what I mean? Like, I got to yeah. believe, Le- like, are, are, they, are the, these monsters taking Anthony Davis's talents? Like, is that what's happening? Or is Anthony Davis playing? Like, what's going on? I don't know. 
See, I, I don't know. We, I don't know what's going on with this LeBron Space Jam, but we'll see. I hope it's good. But that's all we got I, for the news today. If, would a bad Space Jam two decrease the legacy of Space Jam? No, it just it, no. You know what it do? It decrease LeBron's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, no. All they would do is just be like, "Oh, you're not like Mike, bro. Mike made Space Jam work." <laughs> okay. You couldn't do it. Like, yeah, no. That's all it would be, bro. You know that's what it would be. Skip Bayless would be on Skip and Shannon talking about Shannon. Uh, LeBron's movie wasn't good. He not like Mike. He tried to be Michael B. Jordan, and he ended up being <laughs> Michael Flop Jordan. Something I don't know. He make he make some crazy reference. He he wanted to be Michael Jordan, and he ended up being Kyrie. Yeah, he ended up being uh, worse than Uncle. Like imagine if Space Jam Two is worse than Uncle Drew. <laughs> Uncle be. Drew wasn't that bad. It probably won't be. There's going to be too many hands on it that are going to be more competent. Hopefully. We'll see. But that's all we got, Shuby. Let's get to the box office so we can get to discussion. Surprisingly, Midsummer didn't make it into top five by the date that I chose. People to said it wasn't office. good. I've heard people that said that it was it good. It was good. Yeah. yeah so okay. I don't know. Mm, um, so we, we got, got Aladdin five. at number five. Jesus. But you're still up in there, and it's going to be taken out next week when we get Lion King. Oh, my gosh. Disney's killing it right now. Yeah. Uh, number four is Annabelle Comes Home. Nice. And number three is Yesterday, which I know that they're happy about that. Yeah, I know they are. I, I, don't know, I don't know if they thought that they were going to get as much success as they're having right now. Um, number two is Toy Story 4, which, no surprise, and... Especially no surprise for Spider-Man being number one. Did you see that Sony said that if Spider-Man didn't make a billion, that's it was in the deal that that they get uh, Spider-Man back from Marvel. Uh, no, I didn't. If it didn't make a billion, yeah, that's I saw. I saw like some uh, someone came out and said Marvel disputed that, but some people are saying that's still true. I don't know, man. That's well, they're not I'm making saying. a billion. Yeah, I don't. If that's the case, I'm gonna be sad because like. I don't want to see Sony get it back because Sony's just gonna mess it up. Probably so. But all right, that's what's up. Shout out to the uh, shout out to the box office. Shuby, let's get to movie on the rise. I'm I'm salty that I didn't know one of these was coming. I actually watched one of these. I watched uh, one of yours, but the one that I didn't know was coming. It's I can't believe it's out on Hulu now because I'm going to watch that as soon as this is over. Well, you've seen some of it. Oh, I did. Yeah, I'm saying it's just I'm just saying it's the old season. It's not a new one. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. All right, that's good. Yeah, right. so the, what he's what I'm talking about within right now is I was saying that the se- season 13 of Always Sunny, or I guess it was the season, I'm pretty sure it's season 13, uh, which is the most recent season that have, that's come out, it's now on Hulu, and it wasn't previously until this week. Oh, okay, yeah. so wait, where did I see it at? Uh, we watched it on your on-demand for your cable. Oh, yeah, we did. Show uh-huh. you right. Yeah, yeah, that's how we... Okay, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, Which so you are, can go catch all 10 episodes on there now. It is hilarious. That season is fire. Yeah, it's a pretty good season. It's got, like, uh, what happened when the Eagles won the Super Bowl on it. There's a really funny episode about them and Time's Up. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, hilarious with the Me Too That's probably games. my favorite one, yeah. I also, I also like female Wade Boggs where they're making fun of... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one, They're too. making fun of doing re- how Hollywood does remakes just with females in them just to bring a new twist. They made fun of that. The, yeah, yeah. Real great episode. It's always sunny. I say this. I tweeted this 
It's Always Sunny is the best comedy of of the new generation. It's better than Parks and Rec. It's better than The Office. It's Always Sunny is the best comedy. Don't at me. Yeah, that's what I watch as my everyday Every time is my everyday sitcom where most people are watching The Office and Friends, which no, is why it's always, which is why low key I'm glad that they're gonna be off Netflix. I'm like, y'all, go go pay more money to go watch your Friends in the Office elsewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna just watch It's Always Sunny, which is way better. I hope we get a new season. They said we're getting a new one. September. No, yeah, it's coming in September 25th. Yeah, cool, cool. Super excited for that. Can't wait for that. Uh, but bring, I, I watched the, the other the, one that you had. Okay, well, the other one that I have on here is Bring the Funny on NBC, which is kind of like them trying to bring back Last Comic Standing. But what I like is that it's not all just stand-up, as now they're bringing in sketch and variety. Yeah, I saw that. I, and, but some of these, which I thought it was going to be just like random people, some of these are like established people. Like yeah. when I watched it, uh, Matt Reif from Wild and Out was on it. Like mm-hmm. the black lady who was in Frangela. Like, she was in a bunch of TV shows. Like, it's comics who have small roles or, like, you've seen them before, but they're not, like, popping at all. So, like, they're using this to get on. Yeah, it's people who may be in the space or are still trying to make their way up to continue to climb. Yeah, exactly. It was a pretty good show. I just didn't like... Yeah, the judges are Keenan Thompson, Chrissy Teigen, and Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy, good judge. Keenan Thompson, amazing judge. I don't understand why Chrissy Thompson was there. Why couldn't you have gotten Tegan. Wanda Sykes? Yeah, Chrissy Teigen. Why, did, why didn't you go get Amy Schumer? Why didn't you go get Wanda Sykes? Why didn't you go get some female comedian? Chrissy Teigen is just, she. oh, gosh, she was annoying on it. She, she was, was annoying on it. Uh, the, the, the way they tried to describe her as being qualified to judge on there was like something about her Twitter, like Twitter yeah, feed or she, something. Yeah, she's the funniest Twitter woman. And I was like, and well, like she's oh not. She's the worst on yeah. Twitter. Like, oh I was my like, gosh. I was, and they even had a, a segment where they brought John Legend on. I was yes, like, this is the true was, reason that she's on the show is that exactly. she can get five seconds of John Legend and, oh my God. Gosh, that sucks. So yeah, ridiculous. Because, because she was flirting with one of the comedians and John was like, this my wife. You better not do it. And I was like, no, oh, it wasn't hot. even that. Like because John showed up late and he didn't even see that comedian, which was uh, Matt Rife. He had a good set. Yeah, he did. And and um and yeah, and so th- Jeff was like, oh, you better watch out. This other this contestant, whatever was flirting, he was like, oh, okay, because yeah, John Legend know, doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, and she didn't know his name, and he was like, you see, she doesn't even know his name. Yeah, <laughs> but but all right, that's what's up. Yeah, check out Bring the Funny. I enjoyed it. I really thought it was a good show. So yeah, my, my movie on the rise is another anime. That's all. It's new anime season, ladies and gents. It's hot right now in these anime streets. And look, I'm a big fan of non, uh, like I like anime where it's about adults doing different things. Where some animes are kids growing up or teens growing up trying to be the best that they are. I like animes where it's a set story, like a Cowboy Bebop, a Trigon, and we have a new one. It's called Copcraft. It's basically if uh, what Bright was, but executed a little better, it's this cop is solving different criminals, that different crimes like serial killings and drug crimes, but that involve fairies and involve different magical elements. And he's partnered with this knight. It's super gory, and I'm dating it. Episode one was dope. You can watch it on Hulu. Copcraft. Copcraft. It's just, it's like Bright, but better. All right. Yeah, so yeah I, I felt like Bright would have been a good concept as a series. As a, as a series, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. if you like the idea of Bright, check out Copcraft. Cool. Well, right, well uh, let's, let's get, get into, into discussion. discussion. 
where we kind of wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, let's start. Let's finish with Young Justice and the DC. All right, Young Justice. We got no, uh, no. Well, what are, were we going to talk about that movie? Oh, uh, um, oh, no, no, no. I was going to talk about Titans. Oh, you want to talk about Titans? Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Okay, well, yeah, let's, uh... Let's, let's talk about what you want to talk about first. Yeah, let's talk about the movie that I watched. I want to try and watch something new every week and talk about it. Or bring up something that I think is great that people should go check out. Just because we're when, on weeks that we're not reviewing something, like, we're going to have Lion King next week, though, huh? Yeah. Dope. Uh, but anyway, so the movie that I watched this week was Burn After Reading, and I've been trying to make my way through some Coen Brothers work because I had just gotten around to seeing Fargo probably, I would say, around Christmas time. And I, you know, I, I wanted to check it out. I really hadn't heard anything about it before, and I just saw it on Netflix, and I was like, huh, huh I've never seen this before. Brad Pitt, you know, Francis McDormand, like, this is a good cast. I throw it on. The first 30 minutes, I'm like, Man, like, what is this? I don't really know <laughs> the direction of what this is going. And then it George kind of Clooney. all flips when uh, you finally get where all the characters connect, and it just takes you on a ride. I, I thought it was hilarious. It was it was one of these things where you know, with the the Coen Brothers, they they're humorous, but they don't try and like give you those pause comedy moments. Straight dry and, humor. Yeah, it's just straight dry humor. It's more of like. Wow, that's crazy, fucked up, but hilarious that it's happening in this way. Yeah, pretty much. With a yeah. great cast of Francis McDormand, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, John Malkovich, T- Tilda Swinton. Uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons. Great, great cast. This is a mm-hmm. dope movie. It's my friend Alex Ripito's favorite comedy movie. Yeah, I would put that up there for me as well as in the way – in its own style, like there's definitely other comedy movies that I like better for the what they do, but for what this tries to do, I like this as the best of what I guess a dark humor. Yeah, dark, dark humor, uh, uh, black comedy. You know what I mean? Pretty much like yeah. that. Brad Pitt is absolutely insane in this movie. Yeah, he and Clooney. I think that it's one of the best things that they've done, and it's funny that it's together. Yeah. Uh, no, well, and, in a comedy element, I would say. Especially, especially after I, seeing them in Oceans. I mean, I honestly think it's the best thing I've seen George Clooney in. It might be, man. It really might be. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. George Clooney has a good movie called Michael Clayton. I like him in I haven't that. seen that, no. Yeah, Michael Clayton's pretty good. All right, He's so a yeah, lawyer. But yeah, I think people should go check that out. I don't want to dive too far into it because I don't want to do the twists. Because there yeah, are there are a lot, a lot of twists. Yeah, they are. You, uh, but, this is just a movie you just got to watch. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You just gotta watch it. It's super cool, and it's also you know not too long. That's the biggest thing I have with like trying to watch movies at home right now, is when I see a movie that's like over two hours. Let's say like two hour, two and a half hours. You know, pushing like that. I'm like, well, I'm just not gonna sit for two hours, two and a half hours, and watch this movie at home. So yeah. like, I I like these smaller compact movies, and it's one of those that you can go in and maybe have it with your morning coffee on a Sunday morning and. Start your day. No, 100%. I'm with you. Check out Burn After Reading. Let's dive into the DC Universe. Let's talk about it, man. Now that we're in Young Justice Season 2, we'll talk about Young Justice in a little bit. What's your take of the DC Universe? Has it been worth it? You use it a lot. I use it a lot. We're just like, as a streaming service, before we talk about the IP, what are you? what's your thoughts on DC's first streaming service? 
the issue I have, I'll start with the issue because I mean I do love it, of course. But the what I'm having an issue with right now is that it's so minimal because yeah. there's really only a limited amount of things that they got to put on there, and they're not spitting out new content fast. But I don't blame them for that because I mean like it's really hard to do. And they have to so, build it up. Cause and you have to make it quality, too. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. thing. You got to make sure it's good content because even though you want to have a lot of content, you don't want to have another Swamp Thing. Where Swamp Thing was good, it just did, it just not what they wanted and they just didn't feel like it could sustain and get enough viewing. But because of the fans' clamoration for it, people are there, DC is now in the process of actually making a Swamp Thing movie. They're actually going to push it through and they're trying to develop one because of how they didn't realize how much the fans wanted to see it. So, But, but, when, but well, when it comes to comic book TV, like live action, oh, I DC think that we're streaming seeing service is the, best. the best comic book uh, uh, superhero TV shows out there. Not saying, uh, I would say Daredevil's still up there on the, on the top. Uh, and Arrow. Yeah. But, yeah, besides those two, this is better than anything else. Oh, yeah, and if you ask me, Titans is my favorite of all of them. And, like, season two of Titans is going to be very interesting because this is what I want to talk about. Like, now that they're in it and they didn't push – they pushed back Stargirl because they knew it wasn't it wasn't ready. Swamp Thing got canceled. Doom Patrol was a, success, was a critical success, and it gave people, like, oh, we should be watching DC Universe, but then Swamp Thing kind of petered. Titans got love from Serena Williams. A lot of people liked Titans. And now in season two, they're trying to get the people that expected more comic book stuff. And they're going heavy, heavy comic book. Not saying that they didn't go heavy comic book season one because they did. But the Titans weren't Titans yet. And this feels like with the addition of Aqualad, with the addition of uh, Superboy, with the addition of Wonder Girl being a full-time cast member, with the addition of Batman, with all this stuff. It just feels like it's going to be the Titans that we at least have an idea of. I'm super excited for season two, but I need to see a trailer ASAP because I got to see how this is going to work because you still got to think they're not the Titans yet. Yeah, I think we're gonna, we're going to get some of that possibly at, in a couple at weeks. San Diego, yeah. Yeah, because I saw that they're bringing in, I think Brendan's going to go. Okay, cool. And, and he, he kind of uh, teased that he's going to have the Nightwing costume this season. Ooh, okay. And yeah, and I think um, the the actress playing Starfire is going to be there as well. And she has new hair. She looks like Starfire. She has her own Starfire costume. It looks bad. Like, I love this season. Like, I know we had our shit, and we were, like, we were kind of, like, man on Starfire at first. But Starfire became my, fa- like, my second favorite character behind, of course, Robin's my favorite, but if you ask me between her, Beast Boy, and Raven, she took the lead by far. Like, and I know Hawk and Dove were dope. I really liked Hawk, but I like Starfire more than Hawk. I like Star Starfire more than Wonder Girl. Like, it's really Robin, Starfire, then Hawk and Dove, then Wonder Girl, then Beast Boy, then Raven. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it's the same for me. Okay, cool, um, cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm looking at some things that are going on with DC Universe and what they possibly could be talking about at Comic-Con. Uh, I think that there might be something to do with Titans, but I think it's going to be more leaning towards Harley Quinn. Oh, okay, okay. See, I think Titans are going to have... Because Titans is done filming. And you in Deathstroke, okay, you know... Okay, here, I have, actually have the, um, the list of all of the panels that they're going to have. Okay, lay them on us. 
so, so there's going to be this is this is for all of Warner Brothers. Okay, so it's it Chapter Two. Uh, then Todd McFarlane has one. Teen Titans Go. His Dark Materials. Uh, Tom King is going to get one. Uh, the One Hundred Legacies. DC Superhero Girls. Krypton. Pennyworth. Uh, Veronica Mars, uh, Doom Patrol, Westworld, Titans. Yes. Arrow, Batwoman, Supergirl, Black Lightning, Flash, Young Justice. Nice. Hopefully we get an announcement in season four. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. Doom Patrol, they might announce a season two. I don't think so. Uh, hopefully... We get a Titans trailer because we've they they leaked pictures on how Deathstroke looked. They leaked pictures on Ravager. It seems like they're the villains for the season. If if we're getting a Titans versus the Deathstroke family for season two with a Batman that's funding the Titans, Schubert, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like you, like that is Young Justice on TV. Pretty much, yeah. Like that's that beats Arrow. That beats like that beats everything. Like that beats Daredevil. Like if they accomplish it, that beats everything. And the good thing about doing Young Justice live action on DC streaming, and we could talk about this when we talk about Young Justice too, is that Young Justice is so different. It's like it's like when you watch certain TV series, you have to think about it as Elseworlds. Like if you're watching the CW verse, you have to think about that. Well, that's an Elseworld. Yeah, and they even. Have their own Elseworlds in it with Supergirl and all that, but I'm not getting into that bullshit. <laughs> um, you know, Titans is pretty much his own Elseworld. But yeah, Titans is his own world. Patrol. Yep. So that's their own multiverse. So yeah, so I feel like you got you pretty much the fan base does know about Young Justice, but I mean, I don't think they're and I think they know mo- enough about Elseworlds to be able to take what is on Young Justice as Young Justice and not think about that when you see a Superboy and all that in this, because I think it's going to be different. I don't think it's going to be like the same. Oh, deal. no, I think it's going to be different, too. I think it's going to be more like the comic book Superboy, where he's, yeah. like, where he's like angsty. They're going to take like the Young Justice angst, but he's going to be more like the comic book. We're going to see that when you hear the word Aqualad, everybody thinks Kyle DeRam, but no, we're, mm-hmm. getting Gar- we're getting Garth. Like It's more comic booky. And Batman, when you hear this, it's, it's an older Batman. It's going to be probably more Batman akin to Batman Beyond where he's funding the team and instead of being the old Batman, like the Batman we know. Yeah, but he's to me, he's still going to be Batman. It's not, we're not talking about like Batman Beyond Batman where he's uh, the guy in the chair. No, but I mean, Schubert, like they have Ian Glenn, Ian Glenn or Ian Glenn looking old yet. Like he looks Sure, like but I mean like, like he's, he's still going to, but he's still a Batman that would fight. I like, See, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm, I have so many questions about Titan season uh, season two. Because in season one, he was a Batman that would fight with Jason Todd. But is he fighting in this season? I don't know. Uh, I think he is. You think, I don't, he, you think I don't, he will be? Well, I don't think we have to see it. Like, I don't think that should be a big oh, deal yeah, at all. Like, no, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see that at all. I just think this is just for Dick Grayson to get his full characterization to be done with trying to be Robin to where we can finally get him to be Nightwing. Yeah, we, we're not going the whole season where at the end of the season he becomes Nightwing at the end. No, he's going to be Nightwing very early in the season, I hope. Sure. So you think there's going to be a considerable time jump in? I, I think that it'll be like a couple months. Because I, you got to. You, you, but you can't do that. Oh, yeah, because of Trigon? 
Yeah. All right. Well, look. Unless I, you wanted to do like what they how they wanted to end the last season or whatever, and they they had the way that they wanted to end it, but they decided to end it on the cliffhanger, which was dumb. But I digress. So maybe what they're trying to do is they're trying to finish out that arc and then maybe do a time jump. I don't know. But see, look, you don't even have to because at the point if you end it, you end Trigon. You realize Dick made the mistake. He but he but at the end of it, he chose not to be freaking Robin anymore. We saw the the blue lighting in the flame. He said he wanted to be something else. I could buy it if you beat the Trigon arc and you do like like a month a month time skip and then he's he's about to be Nightwing. That's that's viable. Okay, yeah, maybe a month because it would have to be something short like that because Jason Todd would still be alive. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. you know, there really isn't too much jumping time in this. No, no, no. You just gotta you gotta keep it close to the vest, and then that way you can have it to where all right, now he's Nightwing. He's he's rekindled with Batman. He's forming this team, and now he has his team. And now we see Raven develop into Raven. We see Beast Boy get more transformations because Starfire becomes who Starfire is. Like, Nightwing has to be Nightwing first for all these other people to become a team. You know what I mean? Because without him, why are they a team? That's true. So, uh, yeah. that, like, he has to be established first so then we could get Wonder Girl in there. Hawk, Hawk and Dove. Like, why, how do all these people connect without him? Yeah, I don't know if he has to necessarily be Nightwing for all that to happen. Uh, but he can't just be Dick Grayson the cop, because how is he fighting? Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. He has to be Nightwing, because he's not going to be Robin anymore, because he, he burned that suit up. Yeah, yeah. He has to be something new. But that's all I really had on Titans. I'm just really excited for it. Do you have any other yeah. series you want to talk about before we get into Young Justice? Uh, No, but we shouldn't have more to talk about not next week but the next week is comic-con next week yep so next weekend so we will get we will dive into all things from comic-con because we i know it's not gonna be a lot of dc stuff but marvel it should it's supposedly dropping the slate i mean i'm pretty sure that all episode i i, I guess yeah that's actually gonna be episode 50 so Ooh, so pitch it and comic-con preview that's pretty much all we're gonna be talking about then yeah, 100%. Well, yeah. word. Well, let's get into uh, this Young Justice review. We had one, two, three, four episodes, episode 14, 15, 16, and 17. And like, I'm going to be honest. What, like it, said, what, was the fir- what was the first one? The first one is What influence. was the plot of that? The plot of Influence is where we Because I watch more than four. Okay, well, the plot of Influence is th- that's the one where Granny Goodness and Lex Luthor, they're bringing us back into the fold to show us that she's done oh. these good goggles. It's the talking one yeah. the whole time okay. where okay. Guy Gardner okay. goes into space and it's him and Superman and they go fight Big Barda and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Because I'm I'm I, started, I started back at the beach. Boy episode where you first get introduced that Granny Goodness is the bad okay. person. And I went back and then I realized again like how good of an episode that was with Beast Boy and building it. Out. Was. It, it really was. It was such a good episode. Because I didn't realize how much Beast Boy was going to be important going forward into the season. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. But I'm going to say straight up, like I said, all fairs to you, Schubert. These four episodes were so, were so meh. Like just to, like I get why they didn't release it one by one. They had to get these four episodes out the way so we can get into the good part of season two because these nothing happened in these. It was it, I feel like I, I know just as much as when uh, we watch True Heroes. Yes, they yes we finally get the Young Justice team, quote unquote. But 
I don't know, man. I felt like I, I wanted more from these four episodes. Especially yeah. if they made us wait. Yeah, and I don't know. There's still a lot to be built because we're still including Tara into the fold now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Which, still is, have, I, which is kind of a big deal. That's um, the ticking I, time bomb. I'm just waiting I, for it to happen. Yeah, I think one of the more interesting episodes to me was that second one, Leverage. Okay. Uh, where the Gamma Squad goes out on its first mission. To and, Russia? Yeah, it's to Russia, and we learn about... Uh, who who is it that's who's a part of that group? Is the suicide guess, uh, impulse impulse? Well, yeah, we do see the Suicide Squad. That's a, uh-uh, that's, a that's not leverage. Le- leverage. That's is, the one after, right? Yeah, impulse is after. Leverage is Terra, Brion, Tigress, and uh, Halo versus oh, and Forger versus Black Manta, Captain Boomerang, and uh, uh, the gorilla with the gun that works for the brain. And they're yeah. all working for Amanda Waller as the Suicide Squad. But what I mean from that influence episode is, or leverage is Livewire and that group, the whatever that is. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, I thought that was the. I thought that was all the next one. No, it's it's both. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, it is both yeah. because they explain it in uh, leverage and then in, in in illusion of control. That's when they do the party. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So we learn about the uh, facilities, the Talos yeah, so facility. I- yeah, so I'm interested to see how that's going to work out because we know Livewire is a villain. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, I don't really know what to make out of the Wind Girl yet, uh, but I think that that whole dynamic is really interesting because it also it's one of these things where I really kind of am starting to be into what would it like to be in the real world with superheroes kind of deal. And this is like one of those deals with a support group and how are people coping with getting these new powers that were kind of thrusted upon them. Like really, this Young Justice season is is very mature. Like the yeah, the first yeah. one, the first one was very superhero-y, like what we know. The second one was like, all right, let's put life into it with these with these kids. But there's and there's a big invasion, so it's still very superhero. This is like, all right, we're dealing with the ramifications of the first two seasons and the everything that's been going on. On top of there's some conspiracy going on to where not much hero shit can be shown right now, but we're going to show you how their lives are truly affected. I do love when, like, they're fighting Captain Boomerang and all that, the Suicide Squad, pretty much. And who was it that said? He's like, oh, yeah, that's the team. That's the Justice League's covert op squad. Yeah. And then, every- and then everyone's like, the Justice League has a covert, covert op squad? Op- yeah. And then the Waller's like, the Justice League has a covert op squad? <laughs> like, I always forget. Like, see, this is cool because the Young Justice has its own universe. And like you said, we know Livewire's a villain. Like, we knew Amanda Waller was here, but, like, the fact she didn't know about the team, like, it's just showing that this world is building. It's not the DC universe we know. It's building to the one that we know. And, like, the terror thing, that's a ticking time bomb waiting to yeah. happen. There's a bunch of ticking, like, every time I see her, I'm just like, oh, God, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It just, when is it going to well, blow like, up? The like, stuff where she was recording the conversations yeah, and sending back man. to Slade, and, you know, that's about to come to its head real soon. Yeah, it really is. And then on top of that, we have all the stuff with Tigress loving uh, her sister's man, loving one of the clones. Yeah, uh, was it Will? Yeah, Will. Will. Exactly. And then Beast Boy starting his, like, I know we're jumping around, ladies and gents, but it's, we're just basically describing what happened in these four episodes. And then Beast Boy and Illusions of Control taking the, the kids from Talos, like Static, like uh, Jaime, like, the, like all the kids who were on the old team who were the young guns. Now they're 
maturing, he forms his own team called the Outsiders. So now we finally get the quote the name of the season. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Now we get the team. Who are now so, going to be dubbed the Outsiders. Yep. So and this, what, and this was kind of Beast, Beast Boy's team? idea. Well, I mean, I see what Beast Boy is trying to do where he's trying to make it a symbol for all the, yeah. the metahumans out there. It's kind of like what the X-Men tried to do in their universe. Where, yeah. like, Professor X and the X-Men tried to be, like, a symbol of hope for the mutants out there. And also a tie, a, a go-between. Because there are tensions in this universe between oh, yeah. metahumans, metahumans and humans. And so this is kind of where they're trying to blend it in and also be, a, like I said, a beacon for the other metahumans. So and I think it's interesting I, that, like, there's metahuman and human tension. There's aliens who are heroes there's metahumans who are heroes and then there's humans who are heroes so it's like the public feels a way about like they used to feel a way about uh aliens but now they feel about way about metahumans so it's just a very interesting dynamic in this show but you know who i absolutely can't stand fucking gordon g godfrey oh yeah gosh i can't i can't stand him Lex, like, how does the public not see Lex Luthor's doing some crazy, shicey shit? It's, like, I think that last episode explained it well, but just, like, the Justice League can't even act without telling the government what they do. And then the government, we know how governments act. There's bureaucracy, so people people are dying. And then the last episode, we see the town almost gets uh, destroyed, but Beast Boy's Outsiders takes care of it. And then it, it just shows, like, this world's real messed up right now. Yeah, it was like something that Lex Luthor said. He was like... And who's watching the Watchtower? Me. And who's watching me watch the Watchtower? Nobody. Exactly! Like, what's going on? Like, why is Earth just letting Lex Luthor do whatever? Well, it's one of those things where it goes back to when uh, the Justice League and Guy Gardner and all the annoying-ass Guy Gardner, they had to go out to Hawkman and Hawkwoman's world, and you had that... Yeah. General explained to him, he's like, yeah, you know, after what you guys did and your little farewell, you know, your little peacemaking tour, no one really trusts you. No one has any yeah. respect for you. It's a, it's a damn shame. Like, the Justice League didn't even do that. That was the reach. Like, oh, chill out. Well, that's kind of the point of this show and this universe is, like, you're not supposed to think that the Justice League are the heroes here. You're supposed to think that the... The kids are. The kids are. And it was, yeah. I, I thought one of the funniest things, and I love the well thing i use it in my real life too and when oh, superman, so superman walked up and he was well, like we just got to be whelmed yeah, and, 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 and they're like what he's like i'm sorry i picked that up from the kids from the kids yeah exactly and i think it's interesting seeing our heroes who were the team at first grow up like aquaman being i mean aqualad being aquaman having to be the leader of the justice league not having to deal not seeing nightwing anywhere and then having a big presence from tigress and mcgann is like the den mothers of of, like, what's going on. Like, the Justice League is not the Justice League right now. Superman's doing Superman shit. Wonder Woman's off in space with him. I don't know where real Aquaman is. Batman's doing his shicey shit. Like, just, like the Justice League is, is Aqualad, McGann, and Superboy right now. Do you realize that that's crazy? Yeah, pretty much. And, and, some, I, would and, say, and I would argue to say Beast Boy. Yeah, well, Beast Boy's the leader of the Teen Titans right now, or Young Justice. Yeah, and I feel like that has a big thing to do with the Justice League right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Because Superboy's not in Justice League. No, Superboy's like the covert out the uh, the covert ops team or whatever yeah. the hell that is. And then you you know who I really love in this in all these four episodes? I loved Virgil as Static Shock. Oh yeah, Virgil. but I didn't like Vic as Cyborg. He needs to step it up. 
Well, his arc is really weird because it's not the typical cyborg arc. Yeah, like he wants to be back a human, and he he yeah, doesn't yeah. realize he can't be like ever. It's over. You're you're cyborg now, bro. You got to yeah. deal with your you got to deal with your powers. And then the episode ends with the fact that now that Beast Boys teams out the the uh the Justice League or the real Outsiders because I know Beast Boy named his team the Outsiders. But the real Outsiders, which is Batman's covert ops team with Wonder Woman, Nightwing, Tim formerly, Drake. Formerly Black Lightning, who's now yeah, on the team. Yeah, yeah formerly Black Lightning. Uh, and then a bun- and Oracle, they had planned for this to happen so that Beast Boy's team could take out that, that ship so they could get public uh, acceptance. Because everything is... Lex Luthor doing shit in the shade to affect the public perception and Batman doing shit in the shade to affect public perception. And it's how the players in the public are interacting to, to lead which side's going to get the victory. It's really just like a bunch of political playing on, on like in the shadows. That's where it's, this show is very unique and how it's aged with its viewing audience. Yeah, like what we were talking about with how they started out as the normal superhero show, and now it's become like a really big time drama, sort of. Bro, like I don't know how kids would watch this. Like this is I see why well, it's on the streaming server. The only thing that's kitty on there is Forager is Forager. Yeah, <laughs> like my girlfriend was why like she was watching it with me, and she was like, "Lennon, this show's like really deep," and I was like, "Yeah, it has some shit." And she was like, "The only thing that's childish is that bug who talks in third person." Yeah, but I love it. For, Forager needs uh, Vic Stone. And stop saying my name is Vic Stone. It's just Vic. Well, Forager needs just Vic. <laughs> 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 like, this is hilarious. But I love that Young Justice is showing us all different versions of these characters. We got Big Barda. We got Granny Goodness. We got Desaad. We see Darkseid's forces growing. We, we see- have Guy Gardner as Green Lantern. Like, yeah. What the like- hell? Where's Hal Jordan and John Stewart? What are they doing? Like, we also have freaking. I had to look uh, that up because I'd never heard of Guy Gardner before. Yeah, well, he's the he's the redhead stepchild of the group. Like, there's Alan Scott, who is the first Green Lantern to Earth. There's Hal Jordan, who's the strongest Green Lantern, the 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 quote unquote the the Golden Boy. There's John Stewart, who's our Green Lantern. There's Kyle. Yeah. There's Kyle, who's the 90s kids comic book Green Lantern, who is Ion, who is who technically is the strongest Green Lantern. He's the White Lantern. There's the Lebanese Green Lantern for this generation, Boz, who was made during the time of the Iraq War. And then there's Jessica Cruz, who's the girl Green Lantern. Guy what about, Gardner, what, where's the Latino Green Lantern? Uh, that's Jessica Cruz. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, right. so, so yeah, 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 be quiet, brother. <laughs> so, and Guy Gardner's the redhead stepchild between Hal and uh, John. Yeah, well, that's interesting. But I, I love how we got Static. I love how we're getting Blue Beetle. I love how Blue Beetle has a girlfriend. Like, I love, I, I just, I like the new team with one, with uh, Wonder Girl. But I'm confused with Blue Beetle's girlfriend. Like, why is she just, like, around? Like, oh, she's, well, she's, she's a hero. She's 13. She's the, Her she's hero, the hero name is 13? Yeah, that's the girl okay, with the... Okay, uh, okay. I thought she was Jinx. She reminded me of Jinx. She, she, I'm pretty sure that's who that is. Because her powers were very Jinx-esque, and I think she's called 13 for unlucky number 13. And, and a way when, to take her away from Jinx so that you don't get the same... Yeah, so you don't uh, mm-hmm. assume like you did with Livewire that like, oh, she's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, yeah. 
So Which now that you're saying that, I'm like, mm, maybe she's a ticking time bomb. Bro, there's a lot. Like, Tara's definitely one. Yeah, for and sure. I think I think Tara might end up finding a way to influence some of those other chicks. And it's interesting because Tara's not going to have a relationship with Beast Boy because of Beast Boy's maybe. girlfriend. Unless they find a way to kill Beast Boy's girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, she's a princess, too. Oh, yeah, she is. Beast Boy got a thing for the princess. Look at him. But... My one thing with this show, I need more Nightwing. I need more Tim Drake. I need more of Batman's team. Uh, I think that might be to come. But, you know, I think that it was based on where we were at that time. I think we really did need to focus in on some of the people in that. In that I just didn't think tight, Beast Boy tighter. would be that big. That big well, role. I think well, after watching the Beast Boy episode and then watching the Beast Boy episode starting off and then everything. It felt like Beast Boy's story. Real okay because because like it just feels like be, you know from what that episode leads to it just that Beast Boy is building up to being a bigger hero. It really does, man, and I didn't expect that for this season. And it's interesting because each season finishes off the main storyline. They don't have that that many episodes left, and I feel like they have a lot to do. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and each of them are thirty minutes. So I think that's enough. I, we'll see. They have one hour, two hour, three hour, four hours and 30 minutes left to explain everything. I don't think they have to explain everything. But they have to I finish mean, the outsider storyline. Unless sure. we're going into season four with still with, with this instead. You know how each season's different. This would be the uh, first season. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. So, Yeah, I think we, they're going to keep with that anthology thing. But that's all I but, really have. Uh, on these, I guess unless you have the, to look ahead, who are some other characters that we haven't seen that, that we'd like to see represented? Hmm. Hmm. Some other characters that we want to see. I'm about to go back. I'm thinking the- more on the villain end because we haven't really seen too much of Batman's gallery in this thing. Yeah, true, true. So I like, would like to see like what's going on with some of them. I want to know if Wally West is going to make an appearance or nah, not. No, I think he's done. You think he's done? Yeah. Okay, and I'm going. I'm going through each of the seasons to see other heroes. We that got, we have we got Impulse, and I like Impulse. I do too. He's one of my favorite characters. I, I love how know. I love how they've been. Uh, that's the one thing I love about the show is just everything that's they've said has mattered. Like even if it's slang, because now they use all of it now, and I'm just like, when he's like, "Oh, I'm feeling the mode," or like, "Oh, that's so crash." Yeah. I'm just yep. like, "That's a that's so that's so good." I want to see more of Batman's outsiders, like the Katana Metamorpho group. Sure. But I think we're going to see villain-wise, I think we're, we're probably going to see, like you said, some more street-level, some Batman-esque rogues. Like, now that the Suicide Squad's in it, I wouldn't be surprised if we make an Arkham trip this season. Like, I feel like they're bringing out all the stops. I would like to see something readdressed with that Suicide Squad, because now that you've introduced it, like, I oh, think there yeah. needs to be something. Who is Who was it that they had in that group? They had Gorilla Grodd. No, no, it wasn't. It was the brains monkey. It was not. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was, so it was it the was, brains monkey. Yeah, it with, was. He, she has a name, but I forget. Captain Boomerang. Boomerang and Black Manta. And Black Manta, and there was someone else, but I don't remember. No, that was it. That was the three, and okay. they fought against the team and the uh, Russian heroes. Who yeah. I think, who I think, one of those will end up being KG Beast. KG Beast. Like I think one of them will. Like I, the dude. Maybe not one like, of those two. No, one of the two. I think it's gonna be the guy who was the who had the temper problem. 
who is like no drugs. I'm I'm too strong. I'm going to I'm going to take the uh, pain. Okay. I, I think it's gonna be him. I think that's KGB's. Shit. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, do you think we get a season four? Yeah. Yeah, and I hope so because I love this fucking show, man. I really do. Even though these four episodes weren't the best. I still love this show. Like they have really quality voice actors, but they're no that's not really anybody who's like doing something else seriously right now, you know, like Jesse oh, yeah. McCartney. What's Jesse McCartney doing? Like, he's not doing anything. And all the like, act and, and they use a lot of the same voice actors for other roles in the show. So they double for up. sure. Like Zeno Robinson does multiple voices in this. Kari Payton does multiple voices in this. Like they double up voices. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's so, all I really got to be on this. I'm excited for Young Justice. Started off with a bang. I'm not yeah. going to rate each episode because some of them would get lower ratings than others. But I'd say I'm just going to say strong start to the season. Well, we talked. Well, we talked about with the DC streaming service and how Titans and Doom Patrol have kind of represented the best in live action superhero TV. I think this is the best superhero animated show that there is. Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely the best superhero animated show on TV. It might be the best one since Batman the Animated Series, if we're, if we're talking all time. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Batman the Animated Series is hard to compare because it's so in-world with Gotham. Yeah. But this is so expansive, and it brings you into a larger world of DC, so I think that this is better than, like, JLU and Justice League. Oh, yeah, League no. And- um, I definitely like this a little more than JLU. Yeah. For sure. This show is amazing. But, yeah, man, that- that's all I really got. Excited to see what we what we get on uh, the 16th, episode um, 18. All right, well, let's wrap up episode 48 of the Bros Who Binge podcast. And, uh, Lennon, go ahead and re- tell everyone what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Be sure to check out episode 103 of the Bros Who Think podcast. That podcast is one of the funniest podcasts we've recorded to date. Schubert was laughing the whole time. I was laughing the whole time. Brooklyn was laughing the whole time. We got into debates. It was intense. Be sure to check that episode out. Super. Yeah, hilarious. Lennon has some w- weird takes, which is why it gets so funny and heated. Look, Portland Trailblazers, they aren't that good, but we, I digress. Uh, check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk. We review and get you guys ready for the summer season. We talk about a lot of the summer anime that are out right now. And, yeah, man, that's all we really got going on in the network. You can follow me at LynnBWT. Follow the Bros You Think at Bros You Think on Twitter. Yeah, make sure that you follow me at hsuper14 on Twitter and Instagram. And also tweet at us or go to thebrosubthink.com and email us. I want to hear some more feedback from you. What do you want to talk about? Now that we're throwing in other movies that have been seen or maybe unseen, tell us us something something. that we should talk about. Or if we want to do a deep dive or anything like that. Yeah, man, if you guys want us to do a deep dive on a movie that me or Shuby may have haven't seen, let us know the movie and we'll watch it and we'll we'll discuss it. Or one that we have seen. Like, if you want to go into a deeper discussion and hear our thoughts on what we think of uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. The Uh, Super Bad. Uh, uh, iRobot. Anything. Anything. Whatever you guys want. I did rewatch The Matrix recently, and man, that is a good movie. The first one is great. The second yes. two are shaky. Yeah, facts. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, no, we want a lot more viewer feedback. 
we're going to be at MechaCon like we were last year. So any any uh, Bros Who Binge fans that are going to be at MechaCon this year, be on the lookout for me and Schubert, as well as Krissa in the Anime Talk group. So we'll all be at Bros Who Think Network. We'll be at MechaCon. So come and talk to us, and we'll communicate with you guys and show love. And we might have some giveaways at MechaCon because I have some merch stuff going to be ready by then. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're looking for us at MechaCon, we might be dressed up, though. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it too. I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do though. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I want to do it from Naruto or what. Oh, okay. I see you out there. Should be an anime fan these days. Eh, I'm trying to watch different ones. So, like, I'm I trying to watch the what was the one that you just talked about a couple weeks ago? on the movie on the rise next Neon Genesis. Oh, right? Evangelion. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to watch that too. You should check that out. You should check out Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon, all right. Yeah, great anime. But, but yeah, that ends things up for episode 48 of the Bros Who Binge podcast. We uh, will be back again next week talking about Lion King. As long so, as we're not flooded out. Cause, as long as we're not flooded out, the rain is starting to come in New Orleans now. So Ooh. Be safe out there, Shuby. Yeah, yeah. So everyone out there, if you're in the Louisiana area, be safe. And if you're not, then just have a fun weekend and enjoy yourself. I'm glad you listened to the Bros Who Binge podcast. So everyone out there, stay safe, be good, have a nice weekend, and as always, keep in.